You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch. Served hot. Let's play. survived we survived did you survive i survived i mean i'm here yeah look at that we've got good music there's the music of survivors right here you know that (laughs) i feel like i overcame some shit just listening to this somebody instagrammed me at the end of a of a racetrack i'm running through winning you know Survivor Series 2021 Annual lifelong tradition for some of us Also Talk Brunch episode 493 Survivor Series post show Rick Dara, Captain Brunch here with Destiny What's up? Eh, they do another one Yeah, we did, sure did It was a fun night, I'm not gonna lie I There was zero momentum going into this uh, Zero anticipation and I would say that I would dare say that for some people we got to the point of dread. But I think that all got turned around, thankfully. At least I could do right. Mm-hmm. And that being said, thank you to everybody joining us across all of the popular podcast platforms across the world. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc., etc. All wonderful, legit, official places, podcasts are found. Thank you to everyone listening on demand. We'll show you at the end, and the show will be available on demand when it ends. <sighs> so, how did your evening go? You enjoy Survivor Series? Yeah, it was a it was a fun event to watch. Yeah, I spoiler think I enjoyed everything. I don't really have. There might be a few complaints here and there. For the most part, I think that uh, they did right by us. I just need for this whole champion versus champion thing to just end though, because it's like it it it's starting to kind of suck some of the enjoyment out of me because it's like you walk into a champ, you walk into this virus series with a championship, like you know you're showing up to next week scot free. So I was like. Yeah, but titles don't really mean anything, you know? Mm. Like, we're in a world now where titles mean absolutely nothing, so why even worry about the title being on the line? Apparently in this place, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to bring the credibility back to the titles starting in uh, at Survivor Series. Like, that's just not where this is all going. So, I don't worry about it too much. But overall, despite the lack of build-up, and only, I think, a couple of storylines, I think that they did a really good event. What's up, George? What? How you doing, everybody? Think that they did right by us, and it goes to show that they. One thing this proves to me is that they can build up in a. They cannot build up an event, and it'll work. When you think about it, they just proved that they don't need to do it. They could hotshot book their way through life if they had to. They didn't even give a surprise at the end. This the, that was surprise. <laughs> that was the surprise. They didn't even give you a surprise. They could hotshot book. It come up with ass nine times, but it come up on the tenth one, it'll be money. <laughs> they didn't even give you a surprise. They built up to a surprise that was nothing. You don't even need a big surprise. They could just pepper in surprises. It could just be a legend here and there pops up, and you'd be like, "Oh, it was a special night. We had this guy come out and talk. We had this person at ringside for a match." 
this person was on commentary for a match backstage we got the csa and I've, I, it's funny looking back i i remember complaining on here about oh they had all these people around and all they did was use them backstage for a few seconds like it was nothing not even now the nothing's not even there i mean we had a what 70 year old man have a whole crowd pop for him like they don't see him every day so no they pop for the egg oh they pop for him and then the egg <laughs> no i think it was the egg not to bury Vince or anything, but I think they're more excited about the egg, and they didn't even know what it was. They just knew that it was good. If that if that's not symbolic of the relationship with the superstars and Vince McMahon, I don't know what is. That he can come out holding something that they have no idea what it's worth or how much the fuck it is, but because he's holding it, they all want it, and they're popping like, yeah! <laughs> Could have been a grenade. Oh, God. And now they're like, hey, we're going to force you to watch Raw to see what happened to the egg. Let's get this up for a minute here. There's no reason why we shouldn't be. We're talking about it, right? There it is. He comes out of there. Oh, they already See, look, pop hey. They're really happy. Hey, Vince came out of a car. Hold on. He made them re-pop. <laughs> He's pop for the egg. <laughs> I wish this was a Monday show. You know what I'm saying? They made him. He made them pop for him and then pop for the egg. Pop for the egg. They, and they chanted egg, egg. They're like an indie audience. <laughs> they just pop for the egg. I wish this was a Monday show. I'm telling you, it'd be called pop. This might just be called pop for the egg. Who cares? Fuck it. That's the screenshot in the day of title. Both Yay! the guys are over. Motherfucker just sitting in the crowd. It's not the same thing. Listen, you got to respect the man who owns the company. We can get all his employees to line up and pop for an egg. A golden egg. Last time we had him, but they had everybody lined up for him. Fucking Paul London got fired, huh? He lays golden eggs, and no matter how they smell, you better cheer. No, I'm kidding. I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if chocolate candy counts as golden eggs, but I mean, yeah. did anybody else pop for the? I popped for the egg. I ain't popping that fucking egg. Huh? I did. I legit. I was sitting here just because. I don't go over there pre-playing <laughs> pops. I was in the Survivor Series moment. I was trying to put it over, so I was sitting here in my house. I was like, oh, shit, it's Vince McMahon. Yeah. And I was like, and he has an egg. Yeah. I was like, we're having fun now, they right? The, <laughs> they weren't plugging so many movies when the gobbledygooker showed up. I wasn't even trying to be sarcastic. I was just like, come on. This is going to be good. Vince is here. He had an egg with him. He's going somewhere. I'm feeling good about this. This is, this is leading. See, no, see, 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 that's that belief thing I told you about. You fuck up and you end it. It's the preconditioned WWE upbringing. Vince has something. Walk. This isn't the first Survivor Series we had an egg and something strange happened. Yeah, and it was it was even less even <laughs> But guess what? The, the fucking Cleopatra egg is going to be showing up every Raw here, something here, thousand talking about something. It's the egg. But here we are again, and somehow even this egg, we're going right for it. God, oh <laughs> and keep in mind, they have them. They're, they're going to make you endure Raw to see what happens. Now I didn't catch the backstory at first here's the unfortunate part and this is where I feel bad I didn't catch the backstory at first so I thought at first I had no idea I just thought oh he has an egg but then I thought oh the gob the gobbledygooker egg this is the golden because back in Survivor Series the gobbledygooker showed up so this is like symbolic of here he is with another egg and someone else is showing up but then I realized no it's just coincidentally the Rocks movie um, what's it called again? Red Notice? 
Red Notice. I don't want to not plug it. I mean, it is Survivor Series after all. And that's what this whole thing's really about. But yeah, the, the the Rocks movie, Red Notice, they were going after an egg too, right? Yep. Like it was a golden egg. So this was the, the egg from that movie. I was thinking of the gobbledygooker. So as a wrestling fan, the wrestling fan in me just thought that they goldenized the gobbledygooker. I was expecting a golden gobbledygooker to show up at some point in the show. And then when the, I saw the, the red... Thing- when I saw the red notice, I was like, oh, that's the egg. And it's a hundred, what was it, a hundred million dollar egg mm-hmm. that he's just carrying around like that? The only thing they could have done cheesier was to have the gobbledygooker come out with the egg. I don't think, here's the sad part, and this kind of made me a little bit sad as a wrestling fan. I don't think that they made the connection between that egg survivors and the gobbledygooker. You know they didn't. This was just about the rock and his egg in that movie, but they completely missed it. Where it's like, I thought, here's the thing. I thought of a different here's- egg. I wasn't even. I didn't, know, I, know. I didn't even think about the treasure in Red Notice. Here's how I know I could tell you they didn't. Remember back in the day when every now and then, sometimes in the Survivor Series, the gobbledygooker would show up at least once. Yeah, and he didn't. And when there was an egg you on the show, tell me when the last time we seen his ass in Survivor Series. You know why? Probably around the same time they decided, ooh, no titles on the line at one of your biggest events of the year. The gobbledygooker didn't show up on on the only Survivor Series where they had a fucking egg on the show. Not only an egg, but a golden egg presented by Vince McMahon from The Rock. <laughs> you, I couldn't think of a better like. Here you go, Survivor Series. Hmm, could we do something special? I would have made fun of it, but you would have been able to defend yourselves and go. At least we did something special. We had an egg. We thought we for, we had the foresight to think of the gobbledygooker and the egg and Survivor Series and the Rock and tie it all together with Red Notice and a neat little bow. But they didn't. No, these- these motherfuckers said, hey, you know that thing, Netflix? You know that guy, The Rock? That guy who showed up 25 years ago? He's got a movie with an egg in it. They didn't even think about egg that. Pop. And they're and they're the company. He's the man who invented it. And he's coming out of a car with an egg presented by The Rock at Survivor Series where he debuted. Isn't it weird how no one knew this but us? No, it's not weird at all. It'd be weird if this was a competent, <laughs> if it was a competent company. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize until, and even the first couple times they showed Red Notice, all it made me think was The Rock might be here, which was also nonsense. But I but I, I never until later on in the night thought, oh, the egg, that's, it's not going to, there's going to be no golden gobbledygooker. <laughs> it took you that long. Was, no, I was, I kept thinking gobbledygooker, something's going to connect, but this time it won't be shitty. Like he's going to have the golden egg and then who knows, maybe a rock no. shows up or something. I don't know. But this is going it was somewhere. Because nobody laughed. It was nothing. It was nothing. Or I thought it was, or I thought maybe my other theory was they're making fun of themselves. They're making fun of the Survivor Series. The fact that there's an egg again and everybody's excited because something great's going to happen and it isn't. And you know what? In a way, that's what happened. So whether they meant to or not, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. But the egg thing I found strange. I don't want to criticize the whole pay-per-view, but the egg thing, it annoyed me just because I thought it was going to be cool. See, I think my only issue, and you're going to see it throughout the night, was this pay-per-view. There's stuff where it's like, you can't logically tell me there's a reason that happened. Like, Egg, I don't need to see the, the Egg from his movie. His movie's out. I've seen the Egg. <laughs> there's so many things where I'm like, you could have just not done that. And you might have just been fantastic. But no, because they have to eat up four hours. They're like, we got to put dumb shit in. Like. But come on, you were. What are we gonna to do, Curse? Okay, we're gonna have Vince come out. Everybody's gonna pop. Then he's gonna make him stop. Then we're gonna get an egg. Gobbledygooker? You were, no, you, just egg. We're happy to see Vince, though, right? You got to see Vince I and mean, an egg. You know what? I mean? See, I'm happy to see Vince when it's the start of the show. His music hits and the crowd goes ape shit. That's why I'm excited to see Vince. 
I'm not excited to see Vince when fucking, without further ado, please help me. It's happier than a motherfucker in the background. Adam Pierce looks like he was he was brainwashed into being as happy as he is. But hey, it's working for him, right? He gets his own Probably, stable. I mean, hey, he's just fucking selling his right there. There it is. Vince McMahon arrives with the golden egg for you guys. All you. It's the real reason we're here for Survivor Series. For the, for the, the golden egg. For the egg. Oh, boy. But you know what? If we're going to talk about it, let's let's do it. Let's do it all. It's like I don't have to have any particular order. It's our show. It's not their show. So uh, the Golden Egg saga continues because later on, for some reason, he brings Roman Reigns into the room to show him the egg, right? Cleopatra's egg. Given me by your cousin, The Rock. 25 years ago, he started at Survivor Series. Imagine it. And as a token... There's appreciation for what I've done for him. Look at it. It's beautiful. He walked in here with seven dollars, seven bucks in his pocket. Look where he is now. This is not the stage prop that they used in Red Notice. This is the real thing. Look at the jewels in it. That's worth, I know, it's worth a millions! rendition of it but nonetheless i'm told this is worth a hundred million dollars yeah and then roman goes oh a hundred million dollars that's about how much my next contract's gonna be and he just walks out i mean hey with the way they do these fucking completely necessary and not bullshit budget cuts it might be i just like the fact that he uh I don't know. There was just like no meeting. Was, was he going? I wish I would have understood where Vince was going. So was, was we going to talk about something with the egg next? He wasn't going anywhere. I just thought that is that what happens? I guess that's what happens with old men. You know, like you know what this was like. This was almost his version of remember that scene in Game of Thrones with with uh freaking um what's his name the guy who works for the Lannisters where he was like the thing about kings is he was talking to the whore and he was like the thing about kings is and then he went off in this trade and she was like well you were going to tell me and he was like tell you what the thing about kings. <laughs> And he just didn't even fucking remember. <laughs> it was like literally, all right, well, is this egg thing going somewhere? What egg? The, the egg. The go oh, the rock's egg. What about the rock's egg? The rock had the rock laid an egg. He's not the gobbledygooker. gooker. But it's the yeah. egg was the egg from Red Notice. Yeah. What's Red Notice? And there is some truth to that. And, and then he just faded to black like freaking Law and Order SVU. Ding. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what the, what the hell was this encounter. Like, like, why are you showing Roman? Roman doesn't give a fuck about an egg. And I have nothing against this. I'm just kind of saying, just to have fun. Like, let's just say you weren't making money. Just let's do it as like a fun little project. If The Rock put you in charge of helping to promote his new movie on Survivor Series, and it was like, so we have an egg, Vince, Roman. How can we incorporate this into a cool thing that during Survivor Series? Like, wouldn't you just do something? Like, there could be a cool interaction here. It's wrong. It's the main guy of the company and Vince. You know what I mean? You could do something funny. The thing is, some of the most interesting and compelling television I have ever seen in my entire life in this world has been with Vince McMahon and whoever the top person in the company is. Some of the craziest, most wild and impressionable things that have ever happened in the history of wrestling has been in Vince McMahon's interactions with whoever the top talent is. Whether it be Mick Foley or The Rock or Jericho or Triple H, 
Think about how many are Brock Lesnar or Kurt Angle. I named so many people without naming Stone Cold Steve Austin that have interacted with Vince McMahon as the top person in the company. And it's been interesting as fuck. And you give me an egg and a contract and the guy walks out. You know what I mean? Like this is whether people liked the way he's running the company or not. The character Vince McMahon on TV is a really interesting character to get a chance to interact with and talk with and do shit with. Right. Yeah. Exhibit B of things I just could have done without on this show. But again, I was excited because I thought, man, Vince was going to have like a moment with the heel champion. It just turned out to be about the fucking egg and it never really went anywhere. They just mentioned The Rock. That's why I don't get excited anymore because I just not more more often than not. It just leads to disappointment. I I literally sat there through it. It's like, I'm going to just see where this ends. Maybe it'll end in The Rock. Could be. I don't know. Nope, it ended in the egg. Do you smell what the egg is cooking? Jesus Christ. That's what it, one that's, of them damn vegan eggs. That's what they gave you. So yeah, he shows he shows Roman Reigns, your cousin gave me this. An $100 million egg. I just love that the whole time Roman has this look on his face like, do you explain me why I'm supposed to give a shit right now? Did he call like, Roman I don't know, into I don't his know office? I don't know if he did that on purpose. He was like, so, he was like so I'm totally set to fight Raw's champion tonight and you show me a fucking egg? Not the prop that they used on Red Notice and now you bury that movie at the same time you're putting it over. Like, obviously, they used the prop on Red Notice and here, but why bury the movie like that? How do you props on that piece of shit? This is what happens when you do dumb stuff and don't think it through all the way. You know, that uh, that egg comes with nowhere near in the value of our contract with Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's where the real cash is. You want a golden egg? Let's talk about our partnership with them. We throw that shit into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you might catch it. We literally put that shit on everything, including the fans. <laughs> you know, we put it on the WWE universe as much as we like this. Do we eat it? Eat it off of people. Fuck it. I can't believe you. I can't believe you wore that phrase there. Oh my god! Just throw that shit to the crowd. Wonderful. Because no one is gonna show literally everything. No one might be wearing something they don't want to get fucking Pizza Hut grease splattered across their their bodies and souls. Right? <laughs> you know what the fuck you think is? Not jumping ahead too far, but when fucking Montez started throwing them pieces in the crowd, I was like, it'd just be great to see some kid just get beamed with a hot slice of pizza. Pump. Like, oh, shit. And then he's even more pissed off because the pizza's on the ground, so he can't eat it. Yeah, they had to give pizza to the only person who will probably will eat it. During the, we'll get it. We'll get into that later on. I don't want to go too far, which we already jumped yeah. ahead because the egg's not the beginning of this, but we're talking about it. I don't want to come back to the egg. You know what I mean? Right. We're, we're, we're getting the egg out of the way. Yeah, getting the egg out of the way. See, these titles are going to waste. Oh my God. Somebody stole my egg. Stole your egg. Yeah. Someone stole my $100 million egg. Call the cop. So, wait. Actually, these titles are not going to waste. Holy wait shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Chotomatane. Yes. Yes. You see what I'm saying? See? This is Survivor Series. But not just that. You left, you Vince McMahon left left your $100 million egg on your desk and went where? There's not security cameras in that building? Vince McMahon himself is unguarded? There's security everywhere. I get the trying to do a cute little story and set something up, but damn, couldn't you have a more clever way for that egg to be stolen than for it to just no longer be in the spot? You know? <laughs> it was just like he never really went anywhere. You didn't even bother to just film him getting up to go somewhere? 
why couldn't you have at least made it where Roman said that shit about his contract? You know, like, oh, you know, I'm having a hundred million. Hey, wait a minute. And he follows after him. Come back here. Roman. Roman. That contract. Well, I don't have him going on. And then somebody slips in and takes the egg and we don't see who it is. And then at least we have some context where instead of people going, how are you taking an egg like that? When he's just sitting there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just that little ending to the Roman part. He just goes after Roman. Roman. Wait. Come back here. You know, and he's not leaving me to. And then, like, there it is. It gets fucking stolen. Then you could even also put speculation that it's been done on purpose or whatever. You could. There's so many ways it could have went, but they just literally made the egg. They Photoshop it out of the shot practically. They may as well just boop, pop it out. You know why they did it right there, right? Why? They want to give everybody who was so invested in this egg storyline a reason to watch shitty Raw tomorrow. Wait, let's get to that. Let's go a little bit further. Yeah. Get out of your chair and go call the cops. Thank you. I know. Uh, I was. It was. Um. Had to be that guard. It was outside my door. No, wait a minute. Uh, maybe it was um, one of those slimy members that were out of the production crew. Could be uh, maybe one of the superstars. No. Well, we are here in Brooklyn. Awesome. I hate oh, to say this, he's still here. It is possible that it was one of our superstars. Yeah. yeah the ones you're in charge of. It's probable. You go interview each and every one of them. Okay. Find my egg. A hundred. Oh, my God. Rock is going to be so upset. Go find it. Go find my egg. Go find out who did it. And if you can't find it tonight, you tell every single one of those guys, back on Raw, tomorrow night, I'll get to the bottom of it. Does that include the SmackDown guys? Or can they just go away? So here's the thing. Imagine if you lost your phone right now, right? And you needed it. And you were like, man, I don't know where my phone is. You guys, anybody seen my phone? All right. I need it tomorrow, though. We'll, go, we'll look back into this matter the following day because I really need that phone. Most people would want to get that shit resolved. You wouldn't be optimistic, and I'm a very pessimistic dude. But in this situation, optimistically, most people who lose something aren't even thinking about hopefully the next day I get it. Your keys, your phone, your wallet. Most of the time, your keys, your phone, your wallet are things where they're things that regularly you probably check yourself for. Oh, shit. Make out. Right, I'm good. Most people who have any fucking sane mind, when getting in a car, getting out of a car, any kind of movement, even just being alive for X amount of time without doing so. Oh shit, Keith Von Wallet. All right, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Not tomorrow. Now. Can you imagine a $100 million egg and being like, all right, well, we're going to find out about it tomorrow. Tomorrow? Come on. And you're right. I get it. They did that because they wanted to um, make you tune in tomorrow. But doesn't that even make you more sad? That just makes me not give a shit about the egg. If you like, tell doesn't me that make you more sad? Take figure out what happened to it. That's like when you have a pet and it's being a bastard. Where that pet? You know, you and it's being a bastard. You're like, hey, here's a treat, and it just looks at you like, nope, don't want a treat right now, bitch. I'm just gonna look at you. Fuck your treat. Right now, I'm not in treat mood. I'm no selling your treat. That's what they did. It's like this is a, like. Do you guys want to know what happened with the egg? Nope, not really. We weren't even really curious. Actually, forgot all about it. If we weren't reviewing this show, no one will remember that. Thank us, because nobody thought about that shit when it went off. You're the only people who would actually be so out of touch with your demographic that you would think that uh, they're going to tune in tomorrow specifically because you left the cliffhanger about what happened to the fucking egg. That's the hook right there. Motherfuckers are gonna be ready to suffer through raw tomorrow and be like, wait a minute, what egg? Oh, and you, and you gotta, you gotta think. The sad part is, you could tell that it was deliberate because they didn't even do it. It was like cheaply inserted into this, where it's like, well, tomorrow on Monday Night Raw, 
8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the USA Network. Don't be late. We'll find. But it's like that was your hook, though. At the top of the. Wait, no. I almost wonder if there's a single person in the world that watched this that is gonna be drawn in by that. Like they wouldn't have watched Raw. You know what? I wasn't gonna watch Raw, but because I know that they're gonna be looking into the egg investigation. Here I am. It's gonna be the ones that still pay for Peacock. I just can't believe that that was like the hook. You can tune in. They're gonna have to tune in tomorrow if you want to find out what happened to that egg, Dustin. Well, I guess I'll never figure out what happened to that egg. <laughs> you know, I'm tell you what's gonna happen. Michael Cole's gonna do that thing that they do on US on USA. Um, sometimes when it's like seven, where it's like at the top of the hour, Survivor Series egg scandal. That, I'm, oh I'm yeah, not, you might, might call it Survivor Series. You might have called it late. I, I, I'm gonna say right now, if that happens. I'm gonna go through the extra trouble tomorrow and having it for the Tron. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen grab it. <laughs> if there's literally a part, because I want there to be, if there's a part where somewhere we go from any transition, it doesn't have to be before or after. At any point, we see the fucking raw graphic flash across, and they go, and don't forget, folks, coming up later tonight, the egg. Any fucking version or, or of that we're gonna talk about, we're gonna run it on here. If there's anything where this shit transitions into them teasing the egg, then we know we hear about to them. count them out forever. You know, think about that. Then we know once you're teasing an egg, once it's like 8-10 and a match happens, or if they even do, I'll take it a step further. If they do one of those things where like the girls are having a match and the screen splits to show us that later on the egg's coming, any bullshit. Or somebody's looking for the egg. <laughs> any shit. Even if they try to screen, which would be disrespectful as fuck. Somebody's having a match. Do not talk about the egg. I like how the eggs, we turn the egg heel. The egg. <laughs> oh, we turn the egg relevant. Hey, you brought it up. I almost forgot about the, the shit, and I was like, "Oh, I have the clip." Right oh, here. I couldn't ignore it because it was one of the ma- it was one of the, it was one of the things I had an issue with on this show. This is supposed to be the event with the Undertaker and the Elimination Chamber and all this other shit debuted. I'm talking about a fucking egg. Do we have an investigation going on for? The what the egg? hell? Bad enough. I got to see a, a pay per view with no title matches. Now I got to worry about an egg. You motherfuckers might not think championship are, but actual wrestling fans do. And when you think about it, the eggs, literally the only thing that I could think about that happened tonight that w- is being hooked for tomorrow. Everything else kind of opened and shut. But this is the one thing that that's one of the main things that bothered me about this pay-per-view. Last Besides night at Survivor Series. It, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I, have to ask, I actually have to say this phrase in real life. Besides the egg, nothing that happened at this event is going to matter by the time Raw goes on the Tonight on Monday Night Raw, a mystery will be unveiled as far as the disappearance of the egg. Ta-dun, 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 ta-dun. They're going to have that extra ass dramatic music. For- a fate to black on the egg. Don't. Oh my God, that's that's where they're going to bring back <laughs> my way by Limp Miskit. You'll see a picture of the egg you think you're special. <laughs> oh, Kevin Owens took it. And that's, the, that's, that's one thing. It's going to be the smash and grab type deal. Ah, it was me. I took the egg. That even if that was a thing that this Kevin Owens you don't even have to be a heel to take the egg. The egg is on a hundred million dollar egg. That's like the one ring. It has that level of temptation. You could just be someone who's smart. There's a fucking a hundred million dollar egg on the desk. (laughs) But I guess in their storyline, you would have to be heel, not just saying. If this was any more real, came back for one night and took the goddamn egg, right? Maybe, maybe more of those guys you released. Somebody took the egg. Maybe Tony Khan took the egg. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? We need the graphic now. Yeah. Egg is all elite. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Vince, we found the egg. Egg is all it's elite. All elite. 
Yeah, no, no, fuck, fuck. somebody, yeah. somebody start working on that for me. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm trademarking it right here. Boom, egg is all elite, and get that egg onto the onto the all elite logo. I'll fucking oh, do shit. it. I'll make it the graphic if I have to. I don't care. The egg will be all elite. <laughs> oh, my that God. might be the graphic for this. I'm dead serious. It might be just the regular all elite thing, and it's still with a I mean, stands, let's be real. It's all probably elite. the perfect thing for this fucking event because they took time out of this event to yeah. talk about a fucking egg. It's not big enough for me to have Triple H put his arm around it and like point at it. You know, egg. Oh me and egg. We signed egg. Oh my lord. And I love how news-wise stuff was all over the fucking place leading up to the event today because one moment I hear oh, Roman and Big E are opening. Becky and Charlotte are closing. Last minute. Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking, man, they want to get this shit out of the way, right? But the funny thing is, that almost made me laugh because I was like, wait a minute, so what y'all telling me is y'all about to have Roman curtain jerking? Y'all feeling ballsy this evening, aren't you? What do you think the main reason for that switch was? Because they realized how stupid it was. Because Roman, since he's been since he's been back, has closed every pay-per-view he's been part of. And it just doesn't make sense to have the two shows world champions opening the show. But it took them until almost curtain time to, to realize that. That is crazy. But you know the funny thing is that wasn't even the end when it came to their car changes. <sighs> they pre-showed a couple of people. Yeah, they pre-showed champions. They didn't just say, fuck it, throw the cruiserweights out there, do something. They didn't even think of like a battle royale that was thrown in the middle of the show. No, champions got pre-showed. Which took me off guard because I saw the battle royale and I automatically put that on my card for the pre-show and it wasn't. That oh my god, are you kidding me? That would have been that would have been the pre-show before I even that would have been the match before I even introduced the fucking panel for the pre-show. Like what? Unbelievable. And then oh my god, I can't I can't wait to get to to that match because it's just like it's more shit where I'm just like it stacks on it just it kills a little bit of the event for me. Just certain things I didn't need that were here for whatever reason. Yeah, so, but at least you get to final the follow up to the egg tomorrow. <sighs> oh my god, because that's what Raw's been missing follow up for egg. Oh my god. They're going to do 24 7 title segments, but it's going to be the egg instead. Oh my god. So, next we have to deal with SmackDown first. I'm trying to bring it up on the queue here. Give me a minute. Oh god. Let's have a look because there were a few other things with Adam Pierce while we have a boy on the screen that were bothering the shit out of me. So, here's the deal. Either Adam Pierce has the most elaborate character ever, or they just don't know what the hell they're doing. And I know which one you're going to lean more towards, right? I was about to say, you know which one it is. Not lean towards, you know which one it is. But let's go back a little bit. On Raw, he removed Dominic Mysterio from the team of Survivor Series. Do you remember why? Because he thought it would make the team weak. But do you remember specifically why he thought it would make the team weak? I can't even remember why. He said that unfortunately, everyone on the team but Dominic is a former WWE champion. Oh, yeah. So then he had him face Bobby Lashley, a former WWE champion, for that spot. To which Ray argued, if that was the case, why not just give him the spot since he was the former WWE champion instead of having the match? Oh, I yes, I remember where this is going. But then at the end of the night, he takes Ray out of the match, a former WWE champion, and he does it in order to uh, bring in Austin Theory, who's not any kind of a champion. But the uh, whole reason why... We're in that is a lot but, of but, but here's... He's so, I'm not even done. I'm not even done. We haven't even... <laughs> home, we haven't even... So, the Ray... 
it's like it almost gives me a, a fucking aneurysm. The whole reason Dom lost that spot was so we could have a full card of WWE champions on Raw because Adam Pearce really wants Raw to win. But then he gets rid of Ray to bring in Austin Theory, who's a rookie, which brings him down one champion, which is right where he was when before he got rid of Dominic. And then the other part of it is that he really wants Raw to win when uh, he's the GM of both brands. So he shouldn't have like a vested interest in one brand winning over the other. But it doesn't even end there because on SmackDown, Jeff Hardy's getting trolled in the back by Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. And then Pierce shows up and he helps make a match against them. And he's like on Jeff Hardy's side. So he's like baby facing it here. And then he also said that he really wants to see SmackDown win this thing. So am I losing my mind or are there multiple Adam Pierces? Because one time he said that the reason why we were getting rid of Dominic was so we could have a team of old champions. But then, he, but then another Adam Pierce, a different version from another timeline came out and said that we get rid of Ray so that we could have a rookie, Austin Theory, and that this is important because he wants Raw to win. But then another Adam Pierce from another fucking timeline protected Jeff Hardy from Madcap Moss and, and, and Corbin because he wants to see SmackDown win this thing. What a, am I missing? A, a, is there something here? We gonna it's gonna be like Brian and Earl Hebner and there's two and the two fucking Adam Pierce. I'm gonna tell you exactly what it is. It's gonna blow your fucking mind. Oh, I can't wait. They're fucking stupid. It's just there's literally. I I almost feel like I'm. They like, have this gone must be from me. one segment to the other and forgot what the previous one was. This must be me really overestimating them because I almost feel like they're yes. or maybe who have a split. <laughs> this is Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Adam Pierce loses consciousness and then and then like his alter ego takes. It's like the Beast. Remember that shit we had the Beast. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you how I. They're know. gonna find Adam it's Pierce you. on the ceiling. He can climb ceilings I'm gonna tell, <laughs> tell you exactly how I know it's you overestimating them and you're gonna love this until you said that i never realized that's what was fucking happening but it's almost like i thought maybe it's gonna be this brilliant scheme where like at the end of this then they do something that like like that an impact they did it with bully remember with, with the, the aces and eights and when they went back and told the whole story it was like a long story of all the different things that he did all along and he had been behind the scenes working both sides and they never saw it this i was do thinking you know why that is rick because George is gonna love this. Impact has a moniker of intelligence so, when it comes so, to their fucking storylines. So here I am thinking, it's weird because <laughs> I was thinking like maybe Adam Pierce is outsmarting all of us, and he's trying to work the two teams. He's like he's like he's like the Emperor. He's like Palpatine. You know, he's like Darth Sidious. Like maybe he's trying to just work both sides, and he's in the middle playing it. Like he's like a double double agent, and it's gonna be really cool. Because I'm like, why would you care who wins if you're the GM of both brands? And if your objective is to make everybody on Raw a champion, I can go with that. So you get rid of Dom, but then you got rid of your champion, Ray, and you put in Austin Theory. So that couldn't have been your motivation. And you went and told SmackDown the opposite. And why did you help Jeff? Aren't you a heel? Or is it just, do they just change all the time? See, what it is, is see, see, see it's, 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 it's a terrible disease. When you, have, when you have Alzheimer's, you can forget the previous gimmick before you do the, first, do the next one. It's fucking tragic. But the whole reason why he had an argument with Ray was because his whole stance, and that's the problem I have with this, his whole stance was that he wanted five champions, and his secondary stance to that, his bullet point was, and Dominic's a rookie. And then they forgot. When they wanted to and put then Austin he got Theory. rid of Ray, the guy he was arguing with about that, as a champion, and put in 
a non-champion fucking rookie. We want him with the he had he fixed it and then broke it again, all in the same storyline. He forgot he fixed it, but then he, he went down to win too because he wanted a team full of champions, and then he forgot he wanted a team full of champions, so he took out Ray, and then or, he forgot he was a heel. So he helped out Jeff. Or maybe he's the best tomorrow heel Tomorrow he's going to forget that egg's missing. So then maybe, he's going to bring back Bradshaw for a little last run. Or maybe he's the best heel ever. Because maybe he's showing us a realistic depiction of how suits work both sides. You know, like he, he, everyone gets told what they want to hear to an extent. You're the best. I want your team to win. You're the best. I want your team to win. Maybe he's working the, working the gimmick. I don't know. Living the gimmick. Who knows? I mean, he already failed that when he told Ray Mysterio that your son's not good enough. That's something somebody wants to keep. There's no logic in it. Just let it go. <laughs> Just let it be dumber than the egg. No, it shouldn't be. Well, welcome to Raw. <laughs> it's always dumber than the egg here. So then, just talking about SmackDown a little bit more. Um, Sonya bribes Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff's wife. What's her name? Oh, God. Niggas Asia Smith? Clearly, this is what happened. Because Aaliyah and Naomi are in a tag team match. Um, who the hell were they even facing? It doesn't matter. The point being... Oh, the, it, it was Baszler and Natty because they like throwing right. teams together. Baszler and Natty, exactly. That's why I don't remember because they throw together a team. And, and, and Leanne Ruff's wife does the fast count thing. And then backstage she confronts Sonya. And before she even gets to say anything, Sonya's like denying it. And she's like, I don't associate with crooked refs. But it was... <laughs> I don't know. I found that funny too. Like it was just like, yeah, but she. How did you know she was a crooked ref? And Sammy Zayn's back then. She's talking with Sonya about the the Rock. There's like a Rock reference, which to me was a hint that he was going to show up. I was like, there's so many Rock references. They bring up the 25th anniversary. I didn't think they were serious about the 25th anniversary. I thought, oh, what a clever way to remind the world that way when he shows up, because we're not going to really celebrate his anniversary and he's not here, right? Yes. Okay, I guess so. They don't actually care. They're just like, ooh, it's something to market. Oh, boy. Anyway, Rick Boogs has a match. I got to bring this up. I know you're going to be pissed off. Boogs. I mean, hey, at least you pissed me off with logic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nakamura nearly dies in this match. He busts his ass. Ooh, and it's yeah. funny. It's funny because that's how my notes read. That's the reason I brought this up. Because it just really put into perspective the difference between when I'm writing shit down for AEW to remember and when I'm writing shit down for WWE. Because AEW will be on here and be like, that was a beautiful sequence, you know, Kamaguri into this and that and sliced bread and transition into rising knee, etc. You find yourself right in spot for spot, right? So first of all, Carrillo has a disturbing tan, right? Where the fuck did that come from? Boogs, the, the deadlift on him looked really dangerous. Nakamura nearly bust his ass. And that's literally what my notes were for the match. It was... Nakamura nearly dies, comma, Boogs nearly kills Carrillo, comma, and Carrillo's orange. <laughs> Period. It's just, it's just such a difference from my AEW notes, you know what I mean? It was just like, like <laughs> I looked at it, it was just like, man, that, just, that really says a lot. We went from fucking, we have all these cool shit happening, and over here it's like, <laughs> it's just so sad. This motherfucker's orange, these this two guys, guys are orange. Guy. There's an egg missing. Yo, I doesn't guess. that sound like the worst comic you see in a fucking, fucking newspaper back in the day? Two guys almost died, but one guy's orange. <laughs> that sounds like the shittiest episode of Two and a Half Men ever. Well, so here we go. Leave. 
And Angel with Nakamura in trouble slides underneath. Whoa, 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 whoa. One of the sexiest dudes flying around here. Poor Nakamura. Somebody hit the table hard. Yeah, I see that. I felt that. I heard that. But Shinsuke's in control of Angel. Round off those tables. They don't, they don't need to be. They don't need to be corner tables. Round all that shit off if you can have spots out there. And then look at Boobs here. Dude, that's dangerous. If you accidentally drop him, he's, a, he's in draws position, literally. Anyway, he throws it. I don't like that. I'm just not a fan of that. And Nakamura now. Roll through. Kinshasa by Shinsuke Nakamura. From out of nowhere. The cover. And Everything need Nakamura's contract to hurry up and expire so he can go to Japan and not die. Because, that, yeah, that was fucking scary. What the <sighs> hell? When's the last time we ever heard a phrase, the phrase Nakamura almost kills himself in his real life? Like, what? Yeah, like George says, that was so sketch. Sketchy and all hell. Sasha versus Shotzi. What I like about this match is that Shotzi works the, the left arm of Sasha. But uh, the way Sasha finished Shotzi was quite incredible let me break let me try to jump to it real quick do you remember do you see that finish mm-hmm. i think i I, might, I feel like i've seen her do something similar to that in fact i think i saw her do that when um something like that when her and bailey first won the tag titles that first time around so her her arm is being worked this entire match and it's completely out she can't do the bank statement now banks back into the ring you never want to be on the other side of a ball pit michael cole Shotzi trying to Keep her composure. Put Banks away. Banks up on the shoulder. Banks, though, rolling through now. And now Sasha Banks into the cross face. And Banks using her right arm, which is the good arm, to put both. And now her leg. Remember, the left arm's bad. Sasha Banks using her leg. One of those into the cross face. What a win for the boss. Yep. Yeah, I remember. I've seen Sasha do that. You know, I've only ever seen her do it once. But yeah, she um she basically taps her out with a bank statement, but instead of using both arms, she uses her good arm and one of her legs. Definitely cool, man. I like it. Yeah. She gets creative with stuff like that when she needs to. Yeah, absolutely. Oh uh, we had the the Jaya Lee thing, which they showed again during Survivor Series, so this kind of counts as Survivor Series content as much as it counts as uh SmackDown content, but did you catch the Zia Lee animation that they're doing? Mm-hmm. Let me bring this up. Oh my god. One moment. When we are young, our parents feel like superheroes. Larger than life itself. My dad felt like a giant. Looming over my family was a protective shield. Then, just like that, our protector was gone. Vulnerability is pungent, and it can be sniffed out. Our landlord was on us like a blood hunt. The walls trembled when he burst into our home and dragged our belongings into the street. That's an aggressive my landlord. My grieving mother begged for him to stop. He's supposed to take you to court and Someone show. had to or maybe this is a different country. my father's protective shield. That person was me. Look at that, she has key. Me. You channeled her inner key. 
I hate those chips. They flock to the vulnerable like a moth to a flame. She actually, this is amazing. True no story, bro. Will ever get to my family again. I am my father's daughter. I am Zayali. I am the protector. So yeah, hashtag beat up your landlord. That's a good message. Don't do that. That's a good message. WWE Santa, you know, my landlord. After my, she basically said, like, let's let's analyze the story. She basically said that her father died, and they didn't have any money to afford the place. So the landlord was like, "You got to get your shit and leave." So she fucked him up, and now, <laughs> and now here she is. Isn't that what they did? Basically. And I was telling kids, listen, if you ever see your parents arguing with the landlord at the door, fuck him up. You got to be you got to be like a very bad combination is a kid who watched Survivor Series and Attack on Titan because they're going to wind up erroning somebody at the door. Oh, God. They deserve this. And they stab in the landlord. And <laughs> you deserve this for what you are. <laughs> I murdered the landlord. Now you don't have to pay <laughs> You know, you know what the worst part about it is though? When the cops come, he's gonna get that creepy ass scene when he fucking walks when he walks through another door, closes it, and he's still looking at him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who ever watched the first season of Attack on Titan, you know how terrifying that fucking scene was. That's what you gotta do, just kill your landlord, just like Aaron killed those people. You know, that's what she's trying to say. That's a good message right. to spend. It's just amazing that they made that a landlord instead of something else. You take a knife, you, you tape it to That's the end of a you go ham. You don't, you don't try civil discourse or to be civilized or to come to some sort of an agreement. You you <laughs> you get your inner your your inner glow. You reach that up a level. Your mom, you body, and soul must be one. <laughs> oh man, that's about it. I just there's just a few things that happened. That was that basically was, the only things that were relevant. To which survive. that's really more Survivor Series thing because they brought they ran that again for Survivor Series. You know, hashtag beat up your landlord. You know, what's in the egg? And hashtag beat up your landlord. Why did it remind you of Naruto? Maybe because it was designed to. It was designed to have that kind of a culture to it. I guess. I don't know. Remind me more of Avatar. The Last Airbender, which I don't like. For anyone who asks me. People ask me all the time, have you seen Avatar? I've seen it from afar. Like bears and wild animals and disasters on the news and shit. But uh, no, just like those things, I didn't like it. (laughs) So officially survivor series 2021 first thing to notate no kevin dunn cam no kevin dunn cam it was amazing we are making progress in late 2020 damn it i don't think anyone else is gonna bring that up but yeah i noticed those cameras no weren't bouncing all over the place no keep clicking on the modium camera shake was off dynamic anti-aliasing was off you know, Pick screen, screen blur was off. was off. V-Sync was off. You know, they really, they turned all that shit off. It was like, it was, it was easy to watch. You know, they, they went into the accessibility options. They, they went into the accessibility options. They made sure it was playable. You know, it's like, wow, this, this is so much better. <laughs> Kevin does not hear. Turn off that motion board. Avatar's not anime. It can't be the, the worst of something it isn't. It's a cartoon. Oh, it, it <laughs> I think they called it. They, they That's a cartoon. Anyway. Were they even Japanese in Avatar, or were they, or were they Asian? Like, were they were they like Chinese or? They were or, something. I don't even know what the fuck they were. Truth be told, you know what I mean. Like anime is from Japan, you know. Whatever that is, it was it would definitely stole a lot from anime, right? Like they would like somebody who watched it. That might they, be why people mistake it for anime. Because it was made by someone who clearly watches too much anime. That's what it seems like, right? Yeah. 
that person watched way too much. There is. If it is, it's not the one that we watched. The one I watched was a Nickelodeon. It was a it was a Lodi May. I coined that. Free of charge, Nick. It was a Nicka May. <laughs> oh my god. It was a Nickelodeon. Do you really think anything that ever had a logo like that can be taken seriously with battles? Aren't you surprised that the Avatar guy didn't get slime thrown at him at some point to incorporate the station with it? No? <laughs> and then somebody jumps in. But people died on that show. Not on camera. Yeah, people died on their way to Subway on that show. Not the train station. The sandwich shop I hear is dangerous. But anyway, no Kevin Duncan. They're doing tw- Rock 25th anniversary packages just to make everybody go, he's definitely going to be here. He's definitely going to show up. Don't worry. Can you imagine being a parent in 2021? that has a kid who likes to rock and you have this inkling of an incentive to think that he's going to show up and you're like, don't worry, son, he's going to show up. Uh, he's you, take money, you, you take time out of your day, buy him the pay-per-view because it's like, don't worry, little Timmy, he's going to show up. Yeah, you know, and then he doesn't. Good luck calming that kid's anxiety for the next month going into fucking Christmas when he's asking about Santa showing up. <laughs> you know? Is he, is he, this isn't going to be like the rock again, is it? <laughs> Oh my god, wait, wait, actually no, you gotta be careful though, because it's gonna be two different reactions. It's gonna be bad if it's gonna be Santa, it's gonna be nuclear if it's the fucking Christmas armadillo. Yeah, that's rough, man. Those would be some awkward Christmases too, I don't want to get dark or anything when you really think about it. It's like, what will be worse? I've, you know, knock on wood, never experienced either, but having a Christmas where it's like, we're sorry, there's no Christmas in this house this year, no rock for Survivor Series, what's worse? I've already experienced one, I've had no rock for Survivor Series. I feel like I'd be more bummed out about the Rock for Survivor Series because I don't see that every year. Yeah, kids nowadays don't give a shit about Christmas. They have Game Pass. <laughs> anyway, kickoff match. They got kicked off the main show. That's why they call it the kickoff. This is where you. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this show today. I'm burying something that I said. Ex- in exhibit yeah, they, fucking they, what? Is they kick C-O-D? you off. U.S. champion Damian Priest versus IC champion Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh, this is fucking crazy. You know what the, the bad thing. part is? I finally figured out Damian Priest's gimmick, and I'm so disappointed that I thought it was going to be as elaborate as it was. It's funny you should mention that. All I really want to talk about is Damian Priest's gimmick, since I haven't figured it out. But here's what I'm thinking. So, okay. And here's what I don't want. So hopefully we don't go into any of those directions. Priest, for anyone who doesn't know, this ends in the DQ because he's playing the guitar. It's not really important, but he's playing the guitar. Rick Book's playing the guitar, and he keeps looking at him like, you play that guitar one more time, we will turn this pay-per-view around. And then finally he plays that shit, and he's like, that's it. And he just goes, and he goes out there, and he destroys the guitar, and he attacks him, which, by the way, they need to stop doing guitar thing. Those strings snap back, they're going to take fingers. You know what I mean? There's been a few times now where people have grabbed the guitar by the strings, broke the guitar. Those strings go, bang! It's gonna take. It's gonna fuck somebody. You, you don't need a guitar. The they hurt. You, you don't need a guitar for God's sake. But from my, from what I've perceived, Priest has like an evil, uncontrolled side that he doesn't need. Like I don't want him to have an evil. And then the commentary after he leaves, they're like, oh, it's a side of him we haven't seen before. We didn't expect. Please no, stop putting it over. I don't want whatever it is, this uncontrolled, this evil thing to have. It's not good. It was way, way better before this, in my opinion. Now, what do you think this shit is? So that was what I originally thought it is. I can tell you what it is, and it's worse. He has a temper. You know how I know? He asked him to stop playing the first time, right? And it was like a warning. He started playing. All that happened was he got mad. That's the gimmick. 
that he when has a he temper. Gets mad, he's crazy. As as most you people like him when he's angry. As most people are when they're mad. That's why we call it mad, and we also incorporate it with the mental fucking affiliation. So yeah, mad people tend to be crazy. Like, isn't that funny? Like, oh, you know what his gimmick is? When you piss him off, he's really mad, and when he's mad, he's really pissed off. <laughs> See, like, when the, the first time he did it, when he did it against Die Jack. My first thought was, okay, it has to be like some crazy out there shit. And then he just like, he snapped. Because remember, Dijak threw the chair at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it happened in the D- in the no DQ match. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know you're getting hit with weapons. And I was like, okay, maybe it was the way he hit him. And then this happened. I was like, wait, no, he just gets mad. But George, you can't even say he doesn't like to lose. He wasn't losing. He had him in a submission. All he had to do was not let go. He just got mad. And the sad part about it is that this match was really good. Up until the point where they did that, this is a good match. Like, these two guys work really well together. Nakamura's a professional. Priest, you know what I mean. He's someone who works very well. So the transitions, the holes, everything that these guys did during this, it all looked really good. Really seamless. Nice stuff. And we really just needed a finish. I don't know why you would try to start off kicking off a show with... uh, a DQ and then it being that the other guys mean and that mean thing I've seen it a few times now it's not that impressive because the only thing that they seem to be able to do to resolve it is to call the bell so if that's all that's ever going to really happen it doesn't benefit anybody it's not interesting or entertaining everyone gets screwed the fans the match him the, the opponent like it's just anger and then it wasn't the even crowd, a good reason to be after, angry with, with after that the crowd I think I killed the crowd for a good portion of the night yeah, they were definitely just like, did because hey, see here's the thing Whereas me, I'm like, yeah, the match was great. But that finish instantly kills the match. The match is no longer great with a finish like that. Because you just wasted my time, basically, for a finish nobody asked for. That's like, that, that's like, that's like if I'm playing, you, I, I love how I'm going to work this. I love, that's, that's like if I'm playing fucking GTA San Andreas, the definitive edition. The game's working fantastic. I get to the last, min, I get to the last mission, game-breaking glitch. What was the fucking point? Yeah, I can't argue. I can't that. even. I can't even be happy. I made it to the end of the race because these motherfuckers said, "You know what we need? DQ." And now I think about it, I can't even remember the last time a pay per view kickoff ended with a DQ. I've been trying to think about it all night. I can't remember. Like, holy shit! You bump them off the card where they're gonna get royalty checks, and then you give them a fuck finish. Yep. Hashtag fuck finish. Oh my god. See, it's shit like this that just made me not enjoy this event as as much. Like, because I'm like, if you're gonna do this, God knows what you're gonna fucking do the rest of the night. But they didn't do bad by us because next we have the non-title Raw versus SmackDown match: Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, I thought this was an incredible. This might be match of the night. Yeah, this was great. It went better than I thought it was gonna do because just because of the heat, I was like, I know it's not gonna ruin the match, but I was looking for certain things to possibly not go as good as good as they were gonna go. But luckily, it didn't. I think they already resolved their differences backstage. And at that point, they were just uh, working us. You know? I'd like to hope so. But yeah, the facial expression, I wanted to show this. They actually uploaded this before. But yeah, I love the heat between these two, just that you could see the animosity. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Great. I love that they capture shots like that. But uh, yeah, I love the way this started so aggressive, like out the gate, like pretty much first of all the entrances becky has the scarlet witch the wand the maximoff outfit going the traditional marvel 616 universe version i don't know what the hell charlotte was an evil witch 
She's a witch. Which I love how, how like at least Becky was wearing like Raw's colors. Charlotte did like the Cena thing where it was just like I'm wearing what the fuck I want to wear. Yeah, she's just like I'm my own. I made my own witch up. She's one of those people, right? Like if, if you if you are on Survivor Series and we're gonna do this thing, wear the color of your brand, please. I might just be a bit a little picky, but Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they went for fast finishes early on with this. Like this whole match was like really aggressive when it came to that kind of stuff. You know, just a lot of brutal stuff. Uh, they never looked slow. They never really took their time with things here, which I think was great because it kind of reflected the level of aggression. There's Charlotte doing the Ric Flair spot, sort of. Crunchy goes over the turnbuckle and bringing it in where she whips her into the rope or pulls it down into yeah, the rope like that. Weird. Yeah. Like I said, I just like all of the different tiers of aggression that this thing had. Uh, like I said, tons and tons of brutality. I love the fact that Charlotte gives Becky that bump back first on the apron and McAfee's like right by the Mets fan and that man knows misery. <laughs> it was like, wow. Oh <laughs> like that's brutal, but it's so true. That guy's fucking miserable. He's a Mets fan. Oh, God bless us all. It's like eating Chef Bardi every night for an eternity. Oh, look at that beautiful we'll leg drop. I love, I love like <laughs> Becky's leg drop. They're close to count. That was really cool. But overall, this was really, really solid stuff between the two of them here. Yeah, uh, excellent match. Yeah, Andrade hits the Andrade Moon Salt on Becky at one point. Even though Becky rolls, she still winds up hitting her. Uh, you know, overall, the momentum shifted back and forth, but it never got boring. It was wrestling. It was brawling. You know, Becky oh, with that yeah. figure four with Charlotte calling her a bitch in the figure four. And then they had like a slap battle in the figure four. And then Charlotte ultimately reverses it. Becky hits the rope break. Um, you know, the moonsault, Becky hits her moonsault. I mean, sorry, Charlotte hits the moonsault. Barely, barely Becky catches it um, at this awkward angle. They needed some adjustments, whether it be Becky or Charlotte in the air. So be careful with that. You don't See, that die. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that problem I've always had with that moonsault. Like, I know Charlotte's. Larger than a lot of all the women, start just landing on the girls, like, cause that 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 moonsault scares me every time she does it, cause I'm just like one of these days she's not gonna she's gonna skim off to the side, then boom, blown out knee, and I'm like, oh no, yeah, Maleficent is who, uh, I don't know if that's who, oh, that's who Charlotte, Charlotte was trying to be okay. because she doesn't usually have her stomach or midsection exposed like that, but it could be, you never know, she just made her own her own version of it i guess becky needed some adjustments though you know otherwise she was gonna wind up dead in the air yeah she's gotta start laying in that moon salt more square we have the raw versus smackdown was it the elimination match was next um yeah i believe it was the elimination right, uh, women's wait no no, no no it was the men yeah i was about to say no i don't think so so okay. team raw austin theory bobby lashley finn Balor, kevin owens and seth rollins against team smackdown's drew mcintyre happy corbin with madcap moss uh, jeff hardy king king woods and sheamus Seamus, who uh, qualified for the team on Friday, mm-hmm. when he uh, when Madcap Moss came and helped interfere in the match uh, that he was having, and then the two of them went out for a pint afterwards. Thank you for reminding me about that. That's where they decided that. And Tony Storm added to Team SmackDown on Twitter or Facebook. I forget which one because yeah. they didn't care. Neither do I. It was one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. There was a tradition with these. There's a new traditional part of the smackdown five on five survivor series match and that's it's starting like shit uh kevin owens leaves in the beginning of the match 
Like he just walks off and gets counted out. What a piece of shit start. And what a useless way to utilize Owens and even develop that storyline they had going with him or whether or not you can trust him. And all we get out of it was someone who can really go in the ring and that we can get some stuff out of and really develop something as he fucking walks off. Great way to start a five on five as it being an actual four on five. That's a good way to start the Survivor Series show. Good fucking job with that one. We couldn't think of anything more creative to do but have him fucking walk off the way we did. That wasn't garbage at all. That wasn't uncreative and lazy, shitty booking. Nope, not at all. (sighs) And also, I'm going to just say it now. Especially when it came to the, uh, the because ironically, I just thought about it. It happened only on the SmackDown teams. When you announce the team, don't give me this. We're gonna get the last member forty-eight hours before the fucking pay-per-view. That does not work. Okay. <laughs> Why is one team had a whole time to bond and another team's like, all right, it's us four. But when that last guy comes in, we're gonna hope for the. Yeah, and the, the match was good because these matches, the one thing that I can definitely say about them that's positive is the fact that they were seamless. There were a lot of good sequences and everyone got their shit in, as they say. You know, uh, And we didn't have that thing they, they used to do where it'd be like three eliminations in like 10 seconds. Yeah, Balor eliminates Corbin with the coup de gras. Woods gets hot momentum. He gets one of the biggest hot tags in the match, but then that gets diffused by Lashley Hurt locking him. Uh Lashley and Drew, they, they wind up in that double count out from the barricade bump, which that's terrible. You had another that's three people getting counted out in one match. And that's so stupid because it's like, so what you're telling me is is two former WWE champions don't hear the ref counting. And then what pissed me off the most is it took them forever to get rid of them. Drew sitting in there like, come on, fight me, Lashley. And it's like, bitch, you are out of the match. Take your ass to the back. You motherfuckers aren't even on the same show. This isn't going to matter in 24 hours. Yeah, and I just didn't like I said the the tension and the Even momentum simply for wasn't no there. Reason. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Well, I, I get again. I did like the match though. Like the stylistically, I would yeah. definitely recommend going watch this match. Um, Wood, like I said, Woods gets eliminated. Lashley and Drew McIntyre with the barricade bump, which sucks. Um, Austin Theory winds up with uh, grabbing Sheamus's tights, and he winds up going over him. And then Jeff Hardy winds up eliminating Theory. And this leads to Seth versus Jeff as the finale of the Survivor Series, which, which then ends. Thing that, mm-hmm. I was going to say another thing with Sheamus is like he, um, Theory was talking shit, so he clotheslines him. But then when Theory eliminates Sheamus, Hardy, who had just been knocked off of the, uh, knocked off the apron, Sheamus starts giving him shit and then clotheslines Hardy. And it's like, motherfucker, he just said he got knocked off the apron. I always hate that spot because it's like if he got knocked off the apron, there ain't much he could do. Like, why are you pissed off at him? Like, he just jumped off. Yeah. J- Jeff has to twist the fate. Swanton, but Seth gets the knees up, then hits the corner, goes in for the stomp, making Rollins the sole survivor of Survivor Series. Aren't you guys happy? That's why it's called Survivor Series because he survives. I always do like it when they call it the sole survivor, and it's literally just one. Not where you'd be like three people and be like, you're soul survivors. And it's like, no, soul means shit. It's one. Yeah, the only person that really puts it. It kind of means a little bit more when you're the last one. Seth Rollins, congratulations. You are the soul survivor. What does it take to make it to the end of a match like that and come out on top? Well, um, leadership takes incredible leadership and that is something I was absolutely born to do and that's lead 
It's all I've done my entire life. And if I can be real with you here for a minute, Jeff Hardy was someone who I watched growing up. He was undoubtedly an inspiration for me to want to step into a WWE ring. And tonight, I just pinned his ass in the middle of the ring to become sole survivor. And you know what? I did it with nobody's help because KO walked out on me. Big Bob got himself counted out. My former disciple Theory, no good. Finn Balor, no good. I had to do it on my own. And it is a stark departure from what happened last year when I sacrificed myself for the greater good. The team that I sacrificed myself for, they proved that they couldn't get it together. They proved that they weren't leaders and they fell. But tonight, Kevin Owens tried to get one up on me and it didn't work. You know why? Because I'm a visionary. I'm a revolutionary. I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Now, if you don't mind, I gotta go back to being Becky's husband. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what I love about that is he, he, he walked away like, bro, we about to get third for a freaking when these cameras start rolling. That motherfucker walked away like, you don't understand what's about to go down. Unbelievable. Holy dude. shit. He's such yeah. a piece of shit, but it's wonderful. Yeah, he, he is a good guy. I'm, I'm going to always miss like the regular Rollins, but I don't think whoever go back now that he has this ridiculous character. He can. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Oh. Yeah, so what's next for Seth? I mean, considering the fact that they basically use Raw to build to the Raw after Survivor Series, him and Big E, I'm guessing. And then I guess we give it back to Rollins. It's not gonna. I think I don't think that they're going to uh, change that. You know, like I don't think that uh, they're gonna stop. They're gonna bury the guy. Yeah, they've done dumber. They might listen to feud for a little while. Yeah. All right. Well, what is next on this thing? We have. Uh, thankfully, we did all of the uh, the freaking egg shit, so we can skip right over that. Yeah. Sunny side. Skip that shit. Mm-hmm. I said it. No shame. And the street profits, they were uh they 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 had their pizza thing going on, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, where they were throwing pizza into the crowd as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, that was uh at the end of their time in the the battle royale. Yeah, so Battle Royale had R Truth, Cesaro, AJ Styles, Shelton Benjamin, Sami Zayn, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, Eric, Drew Gulak, Ricochet Ivar. Jinder Mahal, Angel Garza, Cedric Alexander, Apollo Cruz, Angelo Dawkins, T-Bar, Shanky, Humberto Carrillo, Chad Gable, Montez Ford, Otis Commander, Aziz, Mansoor, and Omas. My first question is, why have them all out there with brand shirts if everyone's for themselves? That just creates confusion. It's not like the people in the stands have commentary in their ear to tell them what's going on here. I was even a little bit confused because I, I toned commentary out. Because they were too busy trying to put the egg story together. In the beginning, I was like, hey, that red guy is attacking the other red guy. And then I was like, oh, I see. We just. What we just... I love about this, at the end, of, well, near the end, even Sammy's like, we're all wearing blue. They're all wearing red. <laughs> and they kick his ass for it. For being rational, right? Right, like, motherfucker. Like, like, dude, as long as one of us wins, SmackDown wins. It doesn't matter which one. We'll get rid of everybody else and then settle it after. Because that's what smart people do. As long as we get our Pizza Hut promotion, right? 
That's all. It, see, I hate matches like this because they don't think they don't think past the promotion. <laughs> I talk I talk about thinking past the pop, think past the promotion. Brought to you by Pizza Sluts. Ooh, I don't even I don't even know if I want to hear the slogan for that. Probably better than the one that have the slogan for this. But once again, you say it like it's a high bar. It's just <sighs> all these motherfuckers did is use that just troll Byron again. So Omas goes over in this thing, but it really feels like no one else could have gone over. You know what I mean? Like who else was gonna go over in this match? Like, can you tell me? Oh my God. He he had to go over the match because he damn sure wasn't gonna go over the ropes. You know, you I was know looking the at, I was looking at the match, and the more people got over the ropes, if everybody would just use common sense and go for, I don't know, the biggest guy in the match. I don't know physically that man's capable of going into the air. Cesaro could have got him up. Yeah, I just don't think that he'd be able to get down safely. He's like a vase. You could probably get him up there, but coming down is going to be a big issue. Oh, yeah, that is right. Like, I don't know if, like, you could get him over the top rows, but I don't know if he could, like, land. land. Like, we see people like the big shows and, like, Daniel in this match, Commander Aziz, where they just land gracefully on their feet. No, and you don't want to drop his big ass. He'll probably land like a Kali. God, I, and the fucking image pops in my head. I think somebody threw him over the top rope. That motherfucker's feet landed and then slid out from under him. Yeah, that's it's like to me, it felt like he, it couldn't he, be. He, he felt like a redwood in ice. Yeah, it really felt like nobody else could be the winner of this thing. Um, Gulag gets eliminated immediately. Then that pizza spot happens. Our truth goes and get pizza from the outside, and he gives it, feeds it to Otis, and Otis, uh, Winds up eating it, but then our truth tries to strike him, so he winds up getting eliminated. But Otis is immediately eliminated by Omas. Cesaro uppercuts Gable out. We get we want pizza tents, so Zane in fact gives him pizza. He just throws pizza out into the fucking crowd. He like beams it at them like a baseball. Uh, I don't think that was great. Like why you good. throw that shit so violently? Right, he threw that shit great, man. I like it. He it's like <laughs> love the body language there. At this point, jobbers just start tumbling. I'm not going to go into all of this. I stopped caring. They, they try to have Shanky Omos face off, but it really doesn't look like a Shanky Omos face off. What it looks like is one big guy that they built up versus one guy that nobody gives a single fuck about. Like, he gets immediately it eliminated. Was funny. It was so funny when they talked about um, Shanky's me- Shanky's on measurements. And I was like, wait, his jobber ass is 300 pounds? <laughs> They've jobbed him so bad, he doesn't even look like a big man anymore. He just looks lanky and useless. Yeah, uh, he he. Instead of Shanky, he could be Lanky. <laughs> there you go. At least the gimmick would make sense. That's what we'll call him from now on, Lanky. <laughs> yes, he he's the new Chad Hawkins. Yeah, totally. Yes, man. Lanky and useless. Because like I remember, remember when they first showed him at that at that one Saudi show. I look at him, I was like, this motherfucker is huge. And now I see him, and I'm like, okay, he's like slightly taller than everybody else. And in the middle of this, just like you mentioned, Zayn is trying to get Cesaro and, and uh, Ricochet to team up, and then they wind up beating him up, and they feed him to the Street Profits. Um, Omas winds up getting Aziz out, which was like the last really big guy, which brings it down to Ricochet versus Omas. Ricochet, who we know they don't give a shit about, and Omas that they actually care for. Which, yeah, it leads to exactly what you would expect. Uh, Omas going over, getting rid of Ricochet. He launches him out of the thing, and then afterwards, the, three, the Street Profits throw pizza into the crowd. Like they stole a box and then just tossed it to the fucking ground. Yeah, that was it, you know. Well, who knows what what's next for Omas, right? He's the winner. Like he has to get the same push as Rollins, I'm assuming, right? Well, they would have to push people for that. They're gonna just keep the same tag team shit they've been doing. 
Yeah, no, he has to be the champion now. Because like, he's had, he's been having moments quite a bit, and then they just go, okay, back to tag team. Yeah, well, they're going to have to do something with the guy first. That's the last big man that they, well, they kept a few big men, as we saw in this, but that's one of the most known ones now. Omos, congratulations on winning the Battle Royale tonight. What did it take to finish that on it top? Didn't take anything. I mean, this guy threw him out one by one as easy as can be. This man cannot be beaten in any kind of rumble. I don't care where it's at, when it's at. This guy, he's going to win every rumble he's ever in. I guarantee it. I hope to God you are in the Royal Rumble. Oh, oh, oh. wait, you know what that means? What does that mean? If you win the Royal Rumble, you get an opportunity for whichever championship, and I mean WWE championship, that you want. Ooh, right. Universal, maybe? WWE championship, you choose, it doesn't matter. This man cannot be beaten, bottom line. You know what? I'd go to Vegas if I were you, bet on it. Yeah. I, that's th- all, folks. <laughs> that's all. Did that motherfucker really loony come his way out of that? <laughs> that man said, that's awful. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, got to be careful what you're saying, man, because the last person who said blow this popsicle stand, in fact, blew that popsicle stand. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that Monday. Careful what you tweet. It already hasn't aged well, and it's only been weeks. Yeah, I guess. Oh, boy. But, I mean, yeah, props to Omos with uh, 12 eliminations in that match, so. Yeah, do you think they're going to push him like the next Kane or Big Show where he's going to be one of those guys that racks up eliminations over the years? He has a good personality for a big man in a weird way. Yeah, he ha- his personality has developed quite a bit. I could see them giving him the Rumble record this year for most eliminations in a single match. And I mean the real one, not that one they gave Strowman and Saudi. Or something, you know? Yeah, give you guys something. But uh, he's gonna, he's been with AJ a little bit too long also. At some point, like, he's got to break out on his own. For AJ's sake, you know. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, for God's sake, AJ was on a match that could have just not happened on the event tonight. Like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, give me a sec here. Sorry, just adjusting our Tron. Oh, no, good. But, I mean, yeah, his, his personality is definitely starting to develop, so I would like to see a lot more of him because he's, he's getting there. And I mean, for God's sake, the man has a presence and a half. So. Yeah, he really does. Like, I like that. Like, I I keep being to mention it, but I love the way they do their engines where AJ will do his whole thing. And then all you see is a boss's big ass come out from the background. I didn't think that that was going to work as well as it did. You know, it works great. doesn't it? Like, they don't have to turn like, on each other. Just keep them friends. You know? Yeah. Because it's like what I love about, about Omar is he's that kind of big where you feel short from a distance. Like he's not even right up on you, but you already just like, oh fuck. Yeah, he but can't it gets talk worse on the, night, the closer Mike, you get. George is right; he can't talk on the mic, but that sounds it almost comes off as part of his bigness. He almost <laughs> you know? doesn't even really need it. Like he's he's gotten to the point where he, I don't think he would need to rely on mic skills as much as a lot of other people do. Yeah. Anyway. Next, we have a non-title Raw versus SmackDown tag team match: The Usos, Jay, and Jimmy. Going up against Team RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle. Which I mean, major, major freaking props to Randy Orton setting the now all-time record for most pay-per-view matches, just past Kane with his arm appearance. 
Yeah, cool finish too, where one of the Usos goes for a superfly splash, and then Orton catches him into a catch RKO off the top, where he still splashes Riddle, but is yeah. KO'd. I like that he still caught Riddle. Like, I love the that they add a little realistic element to it. Like, no, just because Riddle sees Randy, he's not going to move. Like, no, he still gets hit. Yeah, he got hit, but the, but inadvertently, this guy takes an RKO as well. So it's the worst for Riddle, but it's even better for the team. And I like the way that thought process would go because Randy blind tags. And um, I believe that might have been Jimmy. Jimmy super kicks him off the apron. So the whole time, Jimmy's focused on Riddle. So it's like he eats every bit of the arcade. Like he doesn't even get a time to try to recoil or anything. Mm-hmm. And overall, the match was uh, it was what you would expect from these guys, you know, like Orton with oh, his yeah. hot tag, the team super over, as you can see there. Um, I did like McAfee when they were doing the that when when he takes the Usos. You're gonna see here uh, when he does the Uso bump. McAfee's like two Usos, one table. <laughs> That like shit really? fucking killed me. <laughs> yeah, Orton's brutal, man. Yeah, but it looked really good. You know, I like the new freaking uh, Bloodline white shirts. Now you could now you could be a Bloodline in my white tee. Yup, in my white tee. Oh, tea. my God. You brought that fucking song back into my life. Yeah, man. I've noticed because when he, whenever he does that Orton not back in Donnie. Orton's preferred. Thank you, Now for Jimmy Uso. You ever notice whenever he does that move, the person who gets it can always catch it at work. It's like a man possessed. Oh, beautiful super kick to the guts for Jey Uso. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Michael Cole would say, vintage Randy Orton. And it is vintage. Jey Uso, this one might be over. Yeah. I've noticed whenever he does that table bomb and he hits more than one person, each one is always worse than the last. Especially if you're the Singh brothers. Oh my god, that pole boy. One caught him flat back, the other one landed on his fucking forehead. <laughs> I just thought that, that looked like, oh god. <laughs> Is he dead? <laughs> yeah, right. No, but that, <laughs> when you have bigger guys, thankfully, like the same shit doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, even though the second Uso did land a little bit higher up, it still wasn't as catastrophic. No, definitely not. Like, you know he's fine, but just... Yeah, and everybody was expecting this team to break up. I don't know why you guys want to rush shit. You know, because they break up tag teams all the time, so it's like everybody's like preconditioned to wait for it. Yeah, I prefer we don't break them up. You know. Yeah, just let them let them go. RK Bro, congratulations tonight defeating the Usos, five-time tag team champions. What does that mean to you, Riddle? And and what does that say about RK Bro? Well, honestly, it means the world. I mean, the Usos are no joke. There are a couple stallions, and Uso does mean brother in Samoan. So it was like a mirror match. But at the end of the day, they were no match for RK, bro. And Randy hit that sweet RKO out of nowhere. Unfortunately, I was under and got splashed. But hey, what are you going to do, Randy? You kind of you took one for the team there, didn't you, kid? I, I did. I called you kid. I heard that you don't like when people call you kid. Well, you know, Randy. You're not going to stretch me, are you? I'm not going to stretch you out of anybody in this locker room. You can definitely call me kid anytime. You got bro. my back? Always, hey, check bro. it out. The Uso Sarah. Long family history there. Kicking ass in the ring and taking names. Uh, my family, my father, my grandfather worked with his relatives. The Usos are about as real as it gets. I've never mixed it up with them in the ring before. 
maybe dropped them when they were debuting 15 years ago, but I was very impressed with the Usos tonight. I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait to do it again and maybe put these bad boys on the line and maybe we take those titles from them, consolidate the tag team titles. We could rough, rough pass. Rough, rough pass. I think it's about time to uh-oh. Take a, Let's go hit the dusty trail, bro. Street profits are dressing. Is it that way or that way? That way. But gentlemen, before you go celebrate, oh. I, I need to talk about career history. Randy, we have to bring this up. Tonight, you broke the record for the most pay-per-view matches in WWE history. I'm about to break the record. What is the longest interview ever. Stammering on and on. No, t- t- today's pretty special. And, uh, you know, uh, we're in Brooklyn. My youngest daughter's uh, name is Brooklyn. She turns five tomorrow. She was sitting front row with my wife. My wife is from Brooklyn. Very cool to be here in Brooklyn. But I got to admit, Brooklyn, New York, why you got to give me so much How come every time I come here, you got to give me so much crap? I don't understand. But listen, I love you anyway. It was fun. It was a pleasure. And I hope to one day come back here and entertain everybody. And who knows, maybe... 10 years from now, I'll still be doing it, setting records like I am now. Yeah, Brooklyn, stop giving him shit. The guy looks annoyed. (laughs) Haven't you done enough to him? Stop being such dicks. Everybody who goes to... It's like everybody who comes out here, man, you either offend or fucking shoot. I'm sick of it. We throw pizza, motherfucker. We throw RKO's too. Don't play this game. Raw vs. SmackDown Elimination Tag Team Women's Match. Team Ross, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, and Rhea Ripley going up against Team SmackDown, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, and Tony Storm. She kept her last name. I thought she was just going to be Tony. I was waiting right. for it. I was waiting for it to be like Tony or just Storm. Because I've been putting the last names in when I'm talking. Like, none of the last names are here, you know? And I just figured, why not just make her regular Tony? That way I could continue to confuse her being the SmackDown superstar with, with the fucking babysitter from Who's the Fucking Boss, right? You That's not the Tony we're talking about, <laughs> not Danza, Storm. How would I know? He's just Tony. Thank God they kept Storm. Wow. Oh, that's great. Hey, listen, Angela, I'm going to be in the I'm going to be in Survivor Series. <laughs> Why does that sound like a real line out of that fucking show, though? Fucking last God. names. People remember so that, can, Tony. Since we're on the second Survivor Series match, can we stop this tradition of... <laughs> you were gonna say since we're on the second tony and go into a thing about who's the boss like that time you did <laughs> snl <laughs> I legit Man, thought, you know if it was monday maybe i thought you were gonna be like since we're on the second tony who's the boss you really <laughs> oh my god yeah, i expected <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna have me pull up a clip or something a tony that's a clip man because <laughs> i was still thinking of the second tony so when you were like since we're on the second i thought oh, oh we're on the second tony <laughs> <laughs> Since we're on the second uh, Survivor Series elimination match, can we stop this thing of putting people on teams who don't get along? Because the same shit happens all the time. Because a reoccurring theme of this match on SmackDown side was Shotzi and fucking Sasha just not liking each other. In fact, they started immediately because they tried to give us um, Sasha and Bianca again, but. Shotzi tags in and then grab grabs Sasha by the back of the head and then just goes, nope. And there's a couple of things here. We once again start off. Actually, let me take a little bit. We, we once again start off with a shitty start with the Carmella mask thing. 
And what disappoints me the most about this is how good Team SmackDown looked walking to the ring. Like everybody on this team looked like a group of badasses. I'm bringing it up on the screen now so that you guys can see. But they came in, I'm thinking, all right, there's a team that looks like they're ready to kick some ass, you know? Like, you see what I mean? Like, they got the walk, they got the attire. They look like they fucking mean business. They lie to us. The problem is, it doesn't mean much when they don't like each other. Yeah, so they walk to the ring. Uh, Carmella's distracted because she wants her mask. But the dumb part to me is that she goes and puts her mask, she takes her mask from ringside and then goes over and gets tagged in before putting it on. And then when in the ring, starts to adjust the mask and stuff. That doesn't really make any sense, like whatsoever. You know, am I wrong in this? Oh, yeah, you're perfectly right. And yeah, George, SmackDown might have been the best looking team, but Raw was apparently the only one who had to get their shit together. Yeah, no, it was it was really disappointing that they that they went that route with it, where it was just like a bunch of adolescent bullshit. It was kind of my whole thought process when when we did the polls. I'm not voting on a team that's not complete yet. Raw knew their whole team for, what, two, three weeks? SmackDown figured out the whole thing 48 hours earlier. Yeah, very, very true. So Carmella like gets distracted. Carmella gets distracted putting on the, the freaking uh, mask and winds up getting pinned by Tony Storm. Uh, Zelina winds up eliminating, getting eliminated because Banks hits her with a backstabber and then Storm hits that, that new Storm 1, I believe is what they called it when they first yeah, introduced her. Move. Uh, Which it looks like a judo throw into like a cutter. It's weird, but it looks cool. Yeah, it's not the Storm Zero or SmackDown, it's the Storm One. Don't ask me how I remember that being that they had her hit it once, I think, a year ago when she first showed up and then never again. But yeah, I remember yeah, being the Storm One. Nobody called it anything because they don't remember it. Nobody knows. They no one fucking remembers. Anyway, Liv Morgan yeah. was eliminating Tony Storm via Springboard Flatliner. That spot she used, I think, is Springboard Flatliner. Yeah, style uh, yeah it's basically it's um it's actually more of like a recoil flatliner. I'm uh, called the Oblivion. Right, right. Uh Sasha winds up killing Liv with Eddie's frog splash. Uh, Rhea Ripley gets eliminated by Shotzi hitting that assisted slice Ooh. bread and then uh, Ooh, before we even go that reminds me I'm glad you mentioned that frog splash so- Shotzi always does a, send- a back senton from the top rope didn't it look like she wasn't sure what she was going to do when she jumped yeah yeah and I and she I, hit the weirdest looking I didn't think I was supposed to do this body splash I've ever seen yeah I did catch that there was something weird then she didn't hit that back bump at all right no, she didn't. Her finish has always been that um that that back senton, because she did like the hand signal to it and anything, and then she just did like it looked like it looked <laughs> it looked like a body splash of somebody who was still in wrestling school, and like they didn't have the confidence to just go flat yet. Bianca and Sasha have an encounter in the ring, you know, an old callback to the legendary battle between the two of them. That they reference like six or seven times. It's like we know we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny how long the other two teams were down and out, though. Like there were times that they would just get bumped off the apron and be recovering for like five minutes. You I know? saw like, all of Sasha's team just hanging out by the steps. I thought there was going to be an angle where they just didn't like her and that that's what they were doing, but they will just crouch down. Why? No, they still liked her. It just looked like shit. You know, these were the only two girls that really went when it came to like the the different sequences and stuff in the match, right? And then it was just like Sasha gets eliminated in the dumbest way possible. Because, spoiler, another count out. 
Yeah, Sasha winds up getting counted out. She's having an argument. What what, did she piss off her whole team and just one by one drag her out, smack them? Next one, drag them out, smack them. Next one, drag them out, smack them, count out. It's like, bitch, get in the ring. Well, they no. What happened was one person hit the other, and then when she went to hit one person, they ducked and wound up hitting, and then they all wound up punching each other. Smackdown. Smackdown literally imploded. It wasn't one person. They all beat each other up. Like Sasha hit one person, and then I, I believe she hit Shotzi, and then oh, Shayna came and yeah, wound up getting pushed it into. It was um, Shotzi tagged herself in again and tried to push her back, and then but this time Sasha shoved her. So it was like yeah, it started with Sasha and Shotzi, and it just expanded to the rest of the team. Well, they're more than expand though, because Shayna went to break it up, and when Sasha pushed Shotzi, Shotzi fell into Shayna, hitting her, and then she wound up hitting her, and then it kept going in that in that direction as far as everybody fighting each other. It wasn't just Sasha. It, it was just a chain reaction. Yeah, but uh, oh my god. Yeah, Sasha winds up getting counted out in the middle of all of that, which I thought was like really stupid. You know, Bianca rolls up Natalia. We get a glam slam variation um, on Shayna, and then Bianca with the KOD on Shotzi. Becoming the sole survivor, pulling a rock, pulling a Rocky Maivia. And three eliminations on her own. Bianca, what an epic, dominant performance tonight. Congratulations, you are the sole survivor. Now we have to talk about it. You brought Team Raw back three on one. So you took out Natty, Shayna, and Shotzi. Now just proving once again why you are the EST of WWE. Exactly. I tell you every time I go out there, I show up, I show out. I prove that I am the EST of WWE. And tonight I proved I'm the EST of Raw. Team Raw all day, every day. I bleed red. I show that I was the strongest, the fastest, the roughest, the toughest, the quickest, the greatest, the best by being the sole survivor. But, you know, I feel really weird standing here without all of my team. We went out there, we were a team tonight, and we showed up, we showed out, and we showed that Team Raw is a superior brand. We are the B-E-S-T. And I like the color of your dress. Oh, well, thanks. Team Raw. Congrats. Congrats, Team Raw. I mean, George, you can, everybody on that team can be really, really, really good, but when the team implodes, it doesn't matter how good anybody is. See, Bianca at least had the benefit where her team, with the exception of Carmella, didn't really explode. It's just they got picked off one after the other. SmackDown's team just went to shit. Yeah. Anything else on this match? I mean, congrats to all. Is this their way of making what? up for uh, what happened with Bianca? You know Maybe. what I mean? For I her mean, getting start. out. Her, her <laughs> knockout from freaking uh, Becky. The one-handed knockout, the fastest. At, 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 this, at this, at this point, to avoid pissing off more fans, they gotta give her as much as they can. But I did notice that I, I, I thought about it. Um, I, I think I saw something about it earlier the day before the pay-per-view. You know, the SmackDown women's team has never won on, on the, in that match. That's kind of funny. Yeah, and most That's of funny, this was a clean sweep. <laughs> Aside from the main event. It, most of it was yeah. a clean sweep as far as this all Raw, Raw won across the board. Even the Battle Royal, there wasn't brand-designated a person from Raw wins, Omos. Which, at one point, didn't Cole say something? Like, I think Cole said something on like commentary where it's like, it's 5-4, and it's like, where were the four? If it wasn't for Roman being on SmackDown, they would have just let Raw have a clean sweep again. Well, this brings us to the main event, the non-title Raw vs. SmackDown World Championship match of Big E versus Roman Reigns being accompanied by the wise man Paul Heyman. What do you think happened? Of course, come, come on, that they know good. They they are not crazy enough to have Roman Reigns losing on pay per view. But they did do a damn convincing job of making Biggie. Oh, look they strong. did. You know, like Biggie went toe to toe with him. Um, what did he do? He took like three Superman punches. 
He took one spear from the get go. I like that early on Biggie kind of got got in his head a little bit, and like you even see Heyman like, you can't let him do this. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, he really went he went hard as as our our old tag buddies from NXT used to say. But yeah, there were a lot of kickouts here, false finishes and stuff. You know, he they they definitely did a good job. I think that they should have done something where. Uh, I guess they don't want to have Roman lose any matches is what it pretty much is. Yeah, at least not like clean. Yeah, so that was one of the things here that they had to keep him strong. But unfortunately, that's at the expense of Big E, which they did their best job of putting over. You know, can't yeah, act like Big E had a really, really close point where he, um, he hit a big... I love this, how like he was, he was almost raging himself back up to his feet. So like Roman hit him with that Superman punch by the time he came out of the roar... Biggie's in his face. Yeah. And then he goes for this dangerous as hell spot that I don't like where he dives through. Oh, my God. The way he hits the ground there. That looks like it sucks. Oh, brutality at its worst. You know, yeah, but these two wound up looking really I good. Just, this this goes I love back to what I was throwing around the outside. He's always like, you want to play games? Let's play games. This goes back to what I was saying, though, about the uh, when done by veterans and professionals, the WWE style beats AEW or any other style. And I think Charlotte and Becky was an example of that. And even Roman and Biggie. There were this is awesome chance for everything throughout the night. Like this is just WWE at their best as far as just the booking of the matches and just the way everything was going. So, like I said, I prefer this when done correctly. The problem is that it's only the top tier veterans that are able to really execute it correctly. It's not easy. Yeah, the and ring they psychology. Do it, and you have to suffer through egg to get to it literally like like that, that's my problem like i i enjoy the wwe style just like anybody else but bianca what an epic dominant performance to tonight sorry didn't mean to do that oh no you're good it's like i'm not gonna enjoy it so much where i'm just like yeah it's the greatest style in the world why do i have to suffer through shit i didn't need to get to it though because yeah. by the time i get to it i'm just like oh god can we just get the fuck out of here <laughs> I'm waiting for it to end just because I don't want to see the egg again. Yeah, very unfortunate, though. You know, Roman hit a rock bottom during this, right? Yeah, he hit a rock bottom. Once again, teased. Teased, but nothing. No Brock and no rock. No one showed up. did manage to do was announce, hey, Brock's suspension's coming up. That doesn't do shit for us tonight. But still, no rock and no Brock. Just a discussion about the freaking suspension coming up was the only thing. Mr. Heyman, that is I. Tonight, SmackDown's Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeated Raw's WWE Champion Big E. Obviously, a big sense of pride for SmackDown. There was no question in that. It was just a declarative statement. He just did my promo for me. Listen, take some counsel from the wise man. Next time you come at me, bring a question, okay? Well, Mr. Heyman, if if you want a question, yeah, want a question, do you have any comment on the rumors that Brock Lesnar's suspension is indefinite? You're supposed to be pretty, not intelligent. You know, like Kayla. Who hired her anyway? <laughs> Fatality. Heyman wins. Double kill, because he got Kayla too in that one. Oh my God. She wasn't even there, and he called her beautiful but not intelligent. Every, everything's messed up there. It was a nuclear bomb. That's Heyman for you. That motherfucker got collateral in that shit. Absolutely. Overall, though, Survivor Series, good stuff. Good matches. 
you know no no real complaints i mean yeah there was some occasional booking stuff but the show managed to stay entertaining for the entire time all of the matches worked nothing ever seemed particularly broken or boring it was just a good time overall you know yeah just don't tease me telling me Dwayne's coming and then roll the credits and i'll get no Dwayne. can't argue with you there i sat through an egg so i can get the Dwayne. well we're gonna find out tomorrow night what happens with the egg yeah good god speaking of don't forget tomorrow night we're going to be back here doing all of the wonderful things having all of the wonderful times talking about all of the wonderful releases right that's what this is really about releases (laughs) across the board my friend what's supposed to be the anniversary of the brand of our community will instead be used to discuss how many people were fired might think that I'm working here or that there's going to be some other stuff. Oh, surprise, it was actually a thing. No thing. We have a lot of time to talk about people getting fired. Are we playing Forza right now? I would love to. We've been up. Thank you, George, and also everyone else who's been hanging out in the chat with us almost till morning every night that we're mastering Forza. We have the highest of most things on there. But no, tonight, unfortunately, I don't think so, but you never know. Stay tuned and see what's going on with that. Also, thank you to everybody who's been listening in the live chat. Thank you for the follows earlier in the night. An honor, friend, and love, lots of love to give. George, thanks for being here. Stasis as well. All of you listening on the man live, Lurkers and everyone else, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and so on and so forth. Thank you for this entire thing. Hope you enjoyed Survivor Series. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 493. This has been your Survivor Series 2021 post show hosted by Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin, Soul Glow Frazier, we're out of here. And for the egg, good night. Shut it down.